It's official. One Shining Podcast is back, and I am your host, Tate Frazier. And as March Madness begins, we're covering everything from Selection Sunday all the way to the championship and beyond. We're going to have great guests that are coming through on the show. And look, if you're a friend of the program and you're already subscribed, you don't have to do anything. OSP is back. It's going to be right back in your feed. And if you're not a friend of the program and this is your first time on the rodeo, then let me tell you this. You need to go to Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts and smash subscribe today because the OSP show is back. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm personal price plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan, like a good neighbor, Stay Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Sonic. You know what sounds good after a long day? Ice cream. I love ice cream. Right now is the perfect time to get some. Sonic has half-price shakes every night after 7 p.m. when you order online. Or in the app, just think of it, all that creamy, soft serve, hand-mixed with your favorite flavors for half the price in any size. Listen, a lot of people like goofy shakes. I like vanilla shakes. You can throw 40 flavors at me. You know what I'm going to order? You know what I love the most? Vanilla shakes. It's perfect because me and my family, at least once a week, we still all get ice cream together when we're together. Grab Sonic Half Price Shakes. After 7 p.m. now, exclusions apply. Available for a limited time only at participating Sonic Drive-Ins. The Rewatchables is brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where you can find Chris Ryan's The Watch. Crank Daddy is still cranking it out. Twice a week. My name is Bill Simmons. You crank. I crank. Yeah. This podcast is blessed by the new founding fathers <laughs> for letting us purge and cleanse our souls. Blessed by America, a podcast reborn. The Purge is next. The annual purge has commenced. We ready? For the next 12 hours, all crime is legal. Emergency services will be unavailable. We'll be fine just like always. Your government thanks you for your participation. Tries to come in, you blast him. The Purge. Just remember all the good the Purge does. Rated R. All right, CR, the Purge came out 10 years ago. You love it's an not anniversary. An anniversary. Yeah, but you, you, not, you it, like a, a 10 year window. Yeah, it's like a. It's, I remember seeing this in the theater. We were working together at the time. Uh-huh. We checked a lot of our uh, of boxes. It's a movie with two separately unassailable ideas. One of which is, what if crime was legal for one day? Yeah. And the other is, how would you handle a relentless home invasion? Right. A movie that we've seen a lot in different forms. We have not seen the, what if crime was legal for one day? Really an ingenious premise. Yeah, it's kind of a wrinkle on Escape from New York. Right, where it's like, well, what if we just put all the prisoners on the island of Manhattan? Another great idea. <clears throat> and it's got a lot of John Carpenter overtones. I think the director, James DeMonico, was pretty open about that. But yeah, then you combine that There's with... There's that assault from Precinct 13, kind yeah. of, I'm just withstanding a barrage of Right, and that your security system turns it into a prison. 
that yeah. turns what you're doing into a prison. Yeah. Great title. The kind of thing where it's like, this will, this sounds like a good idea. I want to go. Then when you watch it, you go, oh, they'll make more of these. They have. They've been multiple sequels. There was a TV version of the show. Uh, it will probably keep going and going and going. I was actually thinking back to when when this came out and like when we were working together, and I feel like there was definitely a kind of movie back then where you would come into the office and we'd be like, "Oh, do you want to see this movie?" the The log line is, "Crime is legal for one night," and you're like, "Stop." <laughs> You had me at crime. You you had you had me at crime is legal for one night. I don't need to know anything else about Lena Headey or 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 Ethan Hawke or anything. Well, we had this. This was a little bit of a Hawkesance. He had Sinister in 2012. Uh-huh. 2013, before midnight, the purge and the getaway. Doesn't All get same better. year. And now he's like in basically an A-lister again, then boyhood the next year. Everyone thinks he's gonna win the Oscar. And as we covered, um, out of nowhere in Whiplash podcast, out of nowhere, J.K. Simmons pops up and wins every single award. Yeah. Hawk doesn't get his Oscar. And then he kind of moves into that good kill, Magnificent Seven, Juliet Naked, first reformed and moves into his late 40s. And now he's an older leading man, not mm-hmm. a leading man. But in this movie, part of the gimmick, which I almost think is is you could put in the what's age the worst, is it was weird to think of Ethan Hawk in a home invasion movie. It was, but now it's not weird. Ethan Hawke was instrumental. I mean, so this movie is one of four movies that basically build Blumhouse. Right? Yeah. And Ethan Hawke's in two of them. And Ethan Hawke and Jason Blum go back. And it was this, basically this deal that they made with Hawke and then later with guys like Kevin Bacon and other people who were starting, starting Blumhouse movies where it's like, look, you work for scale, but you get profit participation. Yeah. And if this like movie, real money, not like fake. We, we move the numbers yeah, around money. If this, this movie like, does what basically horror movies do. I mean, this is the genius of, of the Blumhouse Gambit is like, you keep the budget low. Horror has such a high floor at the box office. Yeah. That then once it crosses this certain threshold, you start to participate in the profits. And this is probably one of the more lucrative movies Hawk ever did. And together, Purge and Sinister, I think made, I mean, they must've made close to 300 million in America together. Yeah, we had the director, James DeMonico, Apparently, the the idea for The Purge came from a road rage incident mm-hmm. where a drunk driver cut them off, nearly killed them. The driver wasn't remorseful. They end up getting in a fist fight. And after it was over, his wife turned to him and said, it would be great if we could have one free murder a year. Yeah. And he said, my wife's normally a really sweet person. It's an alarming thing to hear her say, but at the same time, it got my wheels turning, baby. <laughs> And then uh, started working on the script. Went to went to Jason Blum, who gave them three million bucks because he had this deal with Universal, and it was like a money ball. It's like an early two thousands Billy Bean type. Yeah, of- it was kind of like he was their Roger Corman. He he was like, I'll I'll go manufacture like kind of cheaper genre stuff. I'll go find Scott Hatterberg. Maybe I'll make a deal for David Justice. That's right. Just gonna keep working the fringes, man. And he was like. Hey, this worked once upon a time with movies like Halloween. Why can't it work now? Yeah. Really smart. Now they now they've they've shifted a little bit. Yeah, well they got into TV. They have a lot more franchises now, but this was basically they do a run of Paranormal Activity in 09, Insidious in 2011, Sinister in 2012 and The Purge in 2013 and that sets that sets them up for the next 10 years. Paranormal Activity. I really like the actress in that movie. Yeah. She never made it. <laughs> Katie Featherston, was that her name? <laughs> Really yeah. good. 
That movie. Only you could pull a Katie Featherston out of it. She was good. I don't know what happened to her. Um, That was one of those movies where it was really fun to watch and it also felt cheap. Uh Uh-huh. But in a good way, not a bad way. It wasn't like they've cheaped out. It was more like, oh, look at how they did this. You're putting your finger on one of the things I think is so great about The Purge. Yeah. Is that because you're almost aware of how limited it is that they're going to shoot it in this one house, kind of anything can happen. Yeah. So when you're watching it, you're just sort of like, man, I don't know if all the rules that I think apply to Hollywood movies apply to this movie, even though it's ostensibly a Hollywood movie. And that kind of definitely plays out in the third act. Jason, who's a really fun guy, and I think he's been on all of the Ringer podcasts at this point, (laughs) um, he said at the time, the conceit was the United States with a purge existing where, quote, an unbelievably fertile ground for storytelling in so many different ways. What do foreign countries do? What do politicians do? How did it happen? How does it start? How does it keep going? What happens to the economy? What happens to unemployment? There's so many angles you can explore from this idea. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I love rewatching The Purge because when I'm, you know, it's it's an action movie. The second half of it's better than the first half. But as I'm watching, I'm thinking about all these different things. Oh, like, yeah. what would happen? What happens to the hospitals? And you just, you have more questions than answers, even as you're watching it. If you and me got to make a purge, it would be purge colon Z Wantaneo. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right. what happens day the day after? <laughs> right. We're like, hey, is that a dead guy on your lawn? <laughs> you going to pull him off? Yeah. Are you guys going to soccer practice later? You want to carpool or? Like, just think in LA, like Thursday nights, or at least in my neighborhood, is when they come and pick up all the garbage cans and uh-huh. the recycling stuff. Was that the purge? Just nine o'clock, a bunch <laughs> of trucks come. They're just pulling bloody corpse off the lawn. Um, he also was saying how he, they seem to think the purge was a cautionary tale. And he said, uh, that's how we thought it would be understood. For the most part, we didn't know how people would respond. The purge is about gun control. And it's my opinion that we're going in the wrong direction with gun control, not the right direction. If your answer to school shootings is putting guards in schools with guns, then what's left? If we keep listening to the NRA, the purge is where we're going to end up. I, You kind of lose me on that angle. To me, this is just like, this is a crazy idea for a movie that somehow works. And it was super fun to watch. And then you can make more of them. But I don't know if we're trying to say more than that. Did you, did you take more than that from this movie? I think I did after the next 10 years of American life. Oh, interesting. So I think that there's definitely something to the lead purger, Reese, played by Reese Wakefield, who comes to the door and his outfit and his dress and like the kind of creepy, like he looks like one of the guys who was protesting in Charlottesville. You know what I mean? Protesting. Like, yeah. you know, like the, one of the Charlottesville guys. And there's something very prescient about this movie. But about, do you think that was intentional? Well, I don't know. So this is the end of Obama. Like at this point, when this movie comes out, it's not like Trump's even on the radar, you know, I think for the most part, Republicans, people think of them as like John McCain and George Bush. So it's not that like weird edge to it. Yeah, 2013 was a pretty peaceful time for the most part. And so then you get into whether or not this movie is predictive or whether this movie is lucky, you know, whether it just kind of, but I do wonder whether or not the gun violence stuff and the idea that all these people are armed, you know, secretly kind of like building up these arsenals and stuff. And then you just have to like kind of consider the fact that historically, horror is one of the most socially provocative and predictive genres that we have where you Mm. go back through and you look at the Living Dead movies and you look at something like Rosemary's Baby or Get Out or whatever and they seem to have their finger on the pulse of something. Yeah. 
I agree with that. I don't, I personally don't think they had like crazy high ambitions right. from a social standpoint. Dude, for am this I movie? watching The Purge like it's network? Not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> with that said, yeah. It's kind of amazing 10 years later, some of the stuff this movie taps into, where yes. if it had come out in 2017, I think it would have been considered this weaponized political movie that it's trying to say all these different things. In 2000, 2013, if I told you like a presidential candidate is going to propose the purge, you'd be like, that's too far-fetched. In 2023? Right. Like, come on. It's it's not- If somebody was like, here's my idea to solve homelessness, yeah. and it was the purge. Yeah. Like, would I be blown away by, by would I be that like, this, this is, idea I, happened? I can't believe I'm hearing this. I'd yeah. be like, no, I mean, this guy's psychotic, but I would also be like, it's not the craziest thing. The, ro the roof for crazy ideas is off, yes. I guess is what we're saying. Yes. In 2013, this did seem like a crazy idea. The Purge? Yeah. One Day of Crime? It was almost like almost more of like a throwback to 80s horror movies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was it, in 2013, it almost seemed like it was almost a throwback more to the escape from New York's rather than predictive of what America would be. I didn't, I remember Kevin Wilds, my friend, who used to come on the pod all the time half at Grantland. Yeah. We used to half-baked. And we did two different half-baked ideas that were kind of pieces of the of what The Purge ended up being. One was... So when did you do this pod? 2012. So I, I'm not, I'm not, not claiming saying, credit for The Purge. You're not saying DeMonica listened. No. No. Well, who knows? But <laughs> one was Leap Year, where I was... Every four years, there's a Leap Year, right? And my idea for Leap Year was that no records existed whatsoever. Okay. Like nothing, anything that happened on Leap Year stayed on Leap Year. But we weren't talking about crime. So like crime. if LeBron more, breaks Kareem's record on not, Leap Year? Yeah, kids yeah. are born, they're not actually born. So we did that whole thing. <laughs> but then the other one that was more reminiscent of The Purge was I wanted to open an amusement park called Felony Land. Uh-huh. And the reason is because every time I've ever seen a Brinks truck, for like 10 seconds, I think about how I would rob it if I had to of rob course. it, right? Because I'm a human being and that's what you do when you see a brain yeah, truck. You're like, can lines? I take that guy? And he seems kind of asleep. He's having a coffee. Could I get him? Yeah. How would I drive the car? You start thinking all this thing. So you're imagining thing. Vincent Hanna coming in up afterwards <laughs> right. being like, no, it's good. You got lots of freeway entrances. <laughs> uh, but I was thinking Felony Land was this amusement park where you could go and act, commit actual crimes. Yeah. Like you could be, you could plan a bank robbery. You and I could go into a bank and do the whole, we're not here for your money. We're here for the bank. Your money's money. insured. Don't be a hero. <laughs> you know what this But that is? was Felony Land. Yeah. And, and then he, somehow The Purge became a real movie. That was a better idea than Felony Land. Felony Land's, I mean, I don't think you should be giving that away for free. Like, the, well, I already did. But The Purge actually also comes out of a tradition, I think, somewhat from video games. Yeah. Where like people were playing Grand Theft Auto and it's like, oh, what's the point of, I, I don't know what the story or the goal of Grand Theft Auto is. The goal is to drive around and like beat people up and rob them and run them over and just be like, oh my God, I can't believe you can do this in a video game. And that's kind of like, that sort of like, we're, we're, we're like gnawing away at the safety button here on society. Yeah. Is a little bit what The Purge was tapping into as well. Grand Theft Auto, I remember playing that a lot. Back in the days when I lived in Boston, I played video games on a treadmill right. to stay in shape. And, you know, you play that game long enough and you get in your real car and you start <laughs> thinking like, for a split second, like, I'm going to mow that pedestrian over just for fun. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm not in a video game anymore. Yeah. Like, you really can, like, have a break from all the rules of... Yeah. And that's how you feel watching The Purge after a while. That's dangerous in your neighborhood, too, because it's like, oh, yeah. sorry, Oscar-winning cinematographer. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to rob the world of your, plan, yeah. of your eye. The purge does make you think about like what your plan would be for the purge. Like, would you take advantage of it? She's like, here's my, here's my one opportunity to kind of get out there. Yeah. Cause the neighbors in this movie who are hilarious, um, especially that crazy housewife, Grace. Yeah. Grace. Um, she really just kind of taking advantage of the night. She's yeah. like, I kind of resent these neighbors. I think I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna really not just fuck with them, but I'm gonna take them out. I'm gonna kill them. Um, the Purge franchise includes a sequel called Anarchy. Mm -hmm. That's where Grillo comes through. Fucking Grillo. Yeah, it is just a great Grillo movie. I like the sequel. And uh, Saracen's in that movie too. Yeah. A third film called Election Year, which was like right on on the on the Trump corner. I think. A prequel called The First Purge. That's set in Staten Island. Yeah. A TV series that lasted two seasons. And then a fifth film called The Forever Purge. Yeah. And then they're making one more, right? Yeah. Yeah. What was the one with the all-black cast? Was that the third one? The mostly black cast? That was the third one. Yeah. One of those I liked. I, I actually, I've watched every Purge film. My you son think? was a big fan um, what was of the, it? What of we, the Purge we, universe. What was the Purge the masks are just like the lawlessness. Well, first, the masks are brilliant. Yeah. That's a great way to pull in any kids. But um, yeah, it's like a unsettling horror movie. Yeah. It's no different than, you know, I think when you think about home invasion movies, like the first funny games, the Australian one. Austrian. Austrian. Yeah. That's too disturbing. Like, I wouldn't let my kids watch Do that Do you like one. The Strangers? Strangers is kind of the, the, the more digestible version of the same idea. We did watch that one. I thought that Strangers was good. Yeah, Strangers is a masterpiece. Yeah. Strangers is so fucked up because it's like an hour of Scott Speedman and Liv Tyler being like, yeah, we're just working on a relationship. And you're just like, is this going to get scary or what? And then when yeah. it gets scary, you're like, it, it, it goes fast. This is the scariest it could possibly be. <laughs> That's probably why it's a rewatchable because the last half of that movie just takes off. And which I feel like The Purge is the same way. When it's on, yeah. You're just kind of waiting until shit starts going down. It's a little wooden in the beginning, and then yeah. it, and then when when the guy the guy shows up, first thirty minutes you can really feel the two point seven million dollar budget, <laughs> <laughs> three million to be exact, and it made eighty nine point three million dollars. Yeah, and it's been said that Ethan Hawke made more mo money for this movie than any other movies ever made. I believe it. Yeah. If he got like 10% of the gross. The other wrinkle to this was he was married to Queen Cersei in the movie, who's just wearing a god-awful, I think it's a wig for at least some of the scenes. Other scenes, it looks like it's a real hair. Maybe they did some reshoots. But she was pretty hot at this point, too, because Thrones was coming into its own. That's right. So, um... Not, not a really three-dimensional character she's playing in this movie. But Hawk had real credibility. Yeah. Where... It's like, all right, that seems like a cool idea for a movie. And Ethan Hawke's in yeah, it. I'm giving this a chance. He's one of the actors who you kind of also think, there are some actors where you're just like, yeah, I guess the concept for this movie sounds cool or like, I like this guy. But Hawke actually has taste. Yeah. And has a real- That's word for sinister too. Yeah. And he works with first-time directors, new filmmakers a lot. Like he really obviously takes pride in starting people's careers. Like if this movie had- Who's the who is the Gerard Butler Liam Neeson of 2013? It was not Gerard Butler. I love both of those guys. <laughs> no shots fired. Yeah. It's probably Gerard Butler. Yeah, it was Gerard Butler. If it was Gerard Butler in the purge, it's a little bit of a well, different Because you're feel. just like so he's gonna rip through like he's gonna tear the door down and break this guy in half. Yeah. yeah, like Gerard Butler in plane. 
I have no illusions of what plane is. It's yeah. like that plane's going to crash and he's going to be somewhere and he's going to have to shoot some people. But if people Ethan Hawke was the pilot in plane, you'd that, be like, no, oh, my God, what is this? Think yeah. his way through this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, made $89.3 million and set up a whole purge universe. Like, my thing with franchises, so yeah, as you know, I love Pluto. TV. I was going pl Pluto and they're always adding channels. They have a Rocky channel now, which I think they're doing for the Creed. So um, they'll have a channel and then they take it off after a while? I don't, the Rocky one to me is a good idea because now they have, there was six Rocky movies and then two Creed movies plus this one. So eight total. And you just put them on a, on a loop. But I do think they pull them because they had a Godfather channel. Yeah. Which was unbelievable. That was like, oh my, just the Godfather's just on constantly. I'm just, I would just constantly go over and just be like, I wonder what part of the Godfather. Have oh, you ever, remember those, when AMC would do the marathons of yeah. the Godfather chronological cut? So oh, that yeah. basically the Godfather was just on a loop from beginning to end for days. And yeah. It would just be like, honestly, I, I might not leave the house. What about HBO would do this sometimes with like Thrones? They would do it with, uh, I don't know, they would have Entourage, like Usually whatever they show do it they before do. a show comes back. I love the, when they do it though. The marathon. Yeah. I just, they have what, seven HBO channels? One of them should just be like, we're just showing the same show for three straight weeks. Yeah. We're gonna, we're roping you back in on the <laughs> show. Let's take a break and we'll do uh, the categories. This episode is supported by State Farm. Think about your first reaction after you have an accident. What do you do? You scream, oh no, or man, oh, why did this happen? On the flip side, let's say you buy a new car or you lease a new car, get in there and it smells great and you're like, man, this is awesome. But just remember, really the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, File claim right on the State Farm mobile app and even reach a real person when you need to talk to somebody. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is brought to you by Sonic. You know what sounds good after a long day? Ice cream. I love ice cream. Right now is the perfect time to get some. Sonic has half-price shakes every night after 7 p.m. when you order online or in the app. Just think of it, all that creamy, soft serve, hand-mixed with your favorite flavors for half the price in any size. Listen, a lot of people like goofy shakes. I like vanilla shakes. You can throw 40 flavors at me. You know what I'm going to order? You know what I love the most? Vanilla shakes. It's perfect because me and my family, at least once a week, we still all get ice cream together when we're together. Grab Sonic Half Price Shakes after 7 p.m. now. Exclusions apply. Available for a limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. All right, the categories are a little weird here because really this movie is rewatchable from the moment the second time the purgers come back and mm -hmm. they're at the front door. And I, I don't even know how you pick, but I think the opening credits are really good. They're really well done. Yeah. A little the, dark. The I can't tell what's real footage. and what's not real. I think the footage is actually real. Seems like it probably is, right? Yeah. I think there might be some LA riots footage in that. Yeah. Yeah. I like the... Uh, when the little kid sees the people outside the house, it's the kid from Parenthood. Yeah. You know, like, don't fucking, don't, don't do it. Help! Charlie! Charlie! This way, hurry! Go! 
I've watched this movie. This I don't know how many times. Kids away from screens. Said, don't wait. Well, first, don't give them the code. Yeah. Say, don't, don't open the door. Don't turn the alarm off. Don't, don't do it, buddy. And then he fucking does it. And then the movie gets off. Uh, we have the preppy kid. Every time the kid shows up at the door, what's that kid's name in the, in the, the, the psycho? Oh, he doesn't really have a name. He's just like polite, 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 burger. polite psycho. Yeah. Here's the plan, Sandins. You have until our provisions arrive, provisions which will help us break into your elegant home. If you don't, if you don't deliver him by the aforementioned time, we'll release the beast on him and on you. And um, we can enter any home we want, and we will want, as wanting is our will on this fine night. Don't force us to hurt you. We don't want to kill our own. Please just let us purge. Toodaloo, Sanders. First time he shows up door. Then when he kills his friend at the door, that's even that's <laughs> that's when it's like, awesome. oh, this movie's gonna get lit. <laughs> um, them catching the intruder is just a good action scene. The purger's breaking in. The fucking wheels come off. And then my, I think the number one choice here is the the playroom fight where Hawk just kills three people oh, on the pool in the table. Billiard, it, that's that, absolutely the awesome most rewatchable scene. scene. It's oh my God. so good. Yeah. It's like, why did they probably could have had like two more scenes like that in the movie? Maybe they ran out of money. Yeah. That scene is as good as any like John Wick scene or any action. It's so realistic. Yeah. I also just love, like it gets so so real like when he shoots the girl jumping and off the pool table she does that weird like body and she cat, slams yeah. down on it yeah and like all the people like jumping through windows and shit it just makes it feel so terrifying great scene yeah I love fight scenes in weird places like playrooms or garages mm -hmm. always like really resonate in a totally different what's way what's a what's an underused room that we could have a fight scene in garage yeah the scream when uh, in Scream, when they yeah. kill him in the garage <laughs> with the garage door, it's just like, that's amazing. <laughs> Everyone uses a garage. I always like a, a hot sauna kill. You know? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> sauna fights are good too. Yeah. yeah spas are good because spas like, are like peaceful. You at each other and shit. Yeah. yeah. Churches are good, but I think people worry about the karma with that sometimes. <laughs> 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 but like, <laughs> what was the one we just watched where the, the people, I think we did it for rewatchables. Mission Impossible. He goes through the church yeah. and he's trying to escape. Yes. Anytime it, the church is in play, we're like, oh my God, this yeah. is what's happening. And then also, like often weirdly in churches, there's like a bunch of doves flying around, you know, just to like add add to the operatic nature of the action scene. Graveyards are good. Like eight millimeter has a really good graveyard uh, yeah. fight. Yeah. It's, there's a creepy, you know, somebody's gonna die when you're I like all the, the Michael Myers stuff in hospitals. Hospitals are great. Yeah. Because hospitals are inherently creepy. Even though there's a million people there, you still feel... Yeah, and all the lights are on, but yeah. it doesn't matter. I got two more scenes. Uh, Queen Cersei gets saved by two neighbors. And I just wrote, the neighbor goes heel. And the intruder <laughs> saves the day. <laughs> we are going to play the rest of this night out of motherfucking peace. <laughs> Queen Cersei finally uh, stepped up. Oh, for God's sake, just do it. Come on. Oh, they're going to kill us. It doesn't matter. We are going to play the rest of this night out in motherfucking peace. Does anyone have a problem with that? 
But uh, so we both had the playroom fight. I have the billiard room fight. Yeah, that seems great. Yeah, what's age the best? The idea itself, the unassailable good movie ideas. I was thinking the great one sentence movie ideas, and John Carpenter somehow is like three of them, and this one's on here. Um, Die Hard, I guess you would say. I mean, I, even you'd have to explain that travels like, back in time to kill. A woman, but even that—that's too long. Yeah. Like the purge is like crime is legal for one day. That's our movie. Yeah, what's oh, really, I get that. What's the what are some of the best one line? Escape from New York is New York is now na- uh, Manhattan uh, is where all the Manhattan's go. a penitentiary and the president's plane crash crashes there. You're like really? That's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> the Warriors is like a uh, big gang leader gets shot. The Warriors have to come back. Everyone yeah. thinks they got killed. I guess that's too long. But yeah, the one sentence ones are so hard. 48 hours is a good one. A cop needs a prisoner to help him crack a case. And he has yeah, 48 hours to do that it. That just works. That yeah. should just work all the time. I love movies, and Escape from New York does this too, that start out in the future with the graphic mm-hmm. where things are different. So in this movie, it's America 2022. Unemployment is at 1%. Crime is at an all-time low. Violence barely exists. With one exception. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. It's, when has that ever not worked? Escape from New York has that too. It's yeah. like 1997. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Another what's aged the best is it's 2023. We're a year past 2022. I like, yeah. I like when we age past the dystopian version of what the world's going to look like. Yeah, because we did that for Blade Runner a little while ago. Escape from New York was uh-huh. like set in 1997. Yeah. So. I also like it when we get reminded of like different anniversary, like the the actual days in a movie, like the anniversary. Like So we, we always go past Goodfellas Day. Or Back to the Future. Yeah. 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 This would have been crazy if there was a crazy Trump-like president in this movie and they made it in 2013, where it was like they just showed the guy. it, yeah. It's a what's age the best just hypothetical of that they're just watching TV and like, realistically, it could have been Donald Trump. They could have been like, hey, Donald, do you want to play the president in this movie? It's a shame they didn't ask because maybe he would have gotten distracted. He would have like, I love being in the Purge movies. I'm going to make the Purge. I'm now the president of the Purge movies. It's going great. (laughs) We're destroying the other movie franchises. I love semi-hidden gun Vin Diesel thinks he's making movies. He's not doing a good job, folks. Vin Diesel is making (laughs) mediocre movies. What's age the best? Semi-hidden gun cabinets with secret codes. Yeah. Fucking great. Might have to get one of these for myself. Had he trained his kids properly? No. No. There's a lot of dad issues with this movie. (laughs) Parent Corner. (laughs) Parent Corner's at the end. Did you notice how The Purge is held every year on March 21st? Three, two, two one. one. Yeah. A little hidden. Yeah. To Monaco. It's like lost. See you. I like that they have no real rules at all, but then one rule is weapons of class four and lower are authorized for the purge. Any other weapons are restricted. So is that like not gr- explained. Grenade launchers? Like what can't you use? Yeah, not explained. We didn't we didn't get like a chart. There's so much wasted time in the first half hour of this movie, but no time spent at all with the gun rules of... There's something a little bit like cultish about the way everything happens in the first half of this movie where yeah. it's like a very Stepford Wives. Like everybody's like, hey, Mr. Sandin, you know? And it's I would like have loved an to just have kind of neighborhood. one guy who's like, yeah, my whole thing is I podcast about the purge and I'm here to break Live it Live pod. Yeah. That would be a great emergency pod. Purge pod? Yeah, in the ringer where it's like, all right, it's purge, seven o'clock here with Ryan Rosillo. <laughs> <laughs> presented by State Farm. Right. 
Rosella, what do we expect today with the purge? How's it going to be different than last Rissella's year? was like, all I know is I'm going after D'Angelo Russell. Can't tr- you can't trust that guy. <laughs> he would be my first pick. Um, what other, what stage the best do you have? Uh, it's pretty hard to not get me to buy into an 85-minute movie, especially at this point uh, in my life. Yeah, that's you're speaking Horlbeck's language now. But it's just like... Craig hadn't seen this movie, and he looked it up and just texted us back, 85 minutes, nice. I'll watch anything that's 85 minutes. (laughs) 85 minutes is like basically the length of a Last of Us episode now. Yeah. And I was thinking- By the way, you're not lying. Yeah, it is. And Fantasy was just telling us that John Wick 4 is nearly three hours long. And it's like, are you sure you didn't need 85 minutes, John Wick? How about, like, we know you're who you are. We know what's the situation. Just kick ass for 70 minutes and then have a conversation with Lawrence Fishburne for 15 John Wick is almost three hours. Yeah, the John Wick, the fourth John Wick. How long was Taken? I feel like Taken was a good length. Yes. Oh my God, John Wick four runtime, two hours forty nine minutes. Yeah. Oh my God. Taken was ninety minutes. Yeah. Well, Netflix now has a category where it's like ninety minutes or less. Right. Well, you can also just like speed Netflix up. But my yeah. my point being more is just that that's the per- this is a perfect length for a purge movie. We may have said yeah, earlier we would have loved to have this explained to us a little bit more and maybe gotten a little bit more detail. And the future movies do get into obviously a lot more detail. I can't think of anything I'd rather do less than watch a 20-hour purge television show. I would I uh, but I will watch Well, he, 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 America agreed with you. Yeah, but every two, two years, years I would watch an 85 to 95 minute purge movie. I agree. Uh, a couple other things for what's here's the best. Yeah. Release the beast. I love, like, what a great saying. Are you ready, for, ready to release the beast? And I'm going to start saying that to you before we pod. I think Zion should start doing that <laughs> when his next comeback. It was a release the beast. Yeah. 3 2 22. I wonder whether or not um, we should get ready to violate, annihilate, and cleanse our souls as like a chant before a football game go. Like when the guys put their hands in the middle, like, I love you, dog. Let's go. (laughs) Victory on three. It's like (laughs) annihilate, violate, cleanse our souls on three. Uh, Probably not. Probably not that great. Uh, And then there's just a quick moment where um, Mary, where Lena Headey's character is, is in the fridge. I love people hiding behind fridge doors. I love when you close a fridge Always door and there's like a creepy kid right there. I don't think it's ever not worked. And a staple in any Lifetime movie too. Yeah. It's like the one thing any director knows how to shoot. It's like, all right, pull the light, pull the fridge back and action. <laughs> the Big Kahuna Burger Award, best use of food and drink. She's got a giant glass of wine in this movie, Queen Cersei. Yeah, she's got a little cab. Yeah. It's like really the only time, they, I guess they eat at one point. What'd you have for Great Shot Gordo? Well, for Big Kahuna Burger... Just the fact that she's making a, a no carbs dinner on the night of the purge. Yeah, that's a little weird. Like, how about how about we get some mashed potatoes going? You know, maybe some Bub and Grandma's seeded bread. You know, you like- think Jason Blum is making a commentary <laughs> on the future of plant based products? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> he maybe. basically say anything. But now. it's just like if it's a night of state sanctioned murder, don't you maybe want to have a pizza? You know what I mean? Like you're not going anywhere. I, I guess you want to stay light on your feet. But I yeah, I, you don't want too much gluten, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. What'd you have for Great Shot Gordo? For Great Shot Gordo, I thought all the surveillance stuff, like all the mm. use of like the kid getting to look at the screens and seeing and seeing the stranger coming up and just all the like use of security camera footage. Which they really did well effective. on Paranormal Activity too. Yeah. The Mallory Rubin Award for did this movie need a better sex scene? I'm going to say yes. We're already at rated R. Let's, let's get down. I think Henry and Zoe are... Yeah. It's when it's two high school kids, they're never going to go that far. But I maybe so you think maybe the Ethan I, and Lena should have gotten a quickie in. 
Here's my take. Is it, honey, I, I'm number one in sales this year. We have four more, <laughs> four more minutes to play with, right? To get to 89 minutes, which uh-huh. is still under our 90 minutes <laughs> roll. I wanted four more minutes with the neighbors. Oh, the yeah. neighbors were so interesting. I I wanted like some fucking freaky but you sex gotta, scene with you Grace. You got to keep the POV. The reason why the movie's so effective is that it never leaves their POV. So you can't get outside of the house and see what other people are doing. Because Well, only- maybe Ethan Hawke looks over and Grace is just getting just like, down. Whoa, Grace. Yeah, yeah, like some serious crazy sex stuff. So yeah. we, I want a little more established that Grace is fucking unhinged. <laughs> Like her eyes, that's sexy. And her eyes are rolling. You back want of her Grace head. to be the horny housewife? Yeah, catch let's me if get you can. let's let's, yeah. let's unleash Grace. The Vincent two another word we don't get to give out that often. The Vincent Chase Award for Are we sure this character was actually good at his job? <laughs> Ethan Hawke's yeah. alarm systems. Just the first time it gets tested, it's just, just like, like yeah. run into the front door. The thing fucking. I like everybody's the idea in. though that it's basically ornamental. It's like that he's like I'm selling these bullshit security systems that basically can't withstand a sustained attack. Yeah. Because well, you know the people would be fucking like selling Vincent, those left Vincent and right. Vincent Chase was a fraud, and so is, you'd be uh, on Instagram one night. And you'd be like, "God, that that's a, that purge security system looks pretty yeah. good." I'll just order that. Also, what does a security system do at that point when all crime is legal and there's no way the police can get to your house? Basically, the only thing that can happen is nobody can get into your house. But well, there was set it on fire. Nearly enough arson. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Is it's just it's like there's a lot of like well, maybe that you, was a level five guys, weapon. You think? Burning things is the level five weapon. Maybe that was an outlawed crime on Purge Night is arson. It didn't seem to be in the future Purge movies. I feel like there was plenty of fire going on, but like, you're right. Like if you were on Purge Night, if you were just setting fires left and right, how could you control that? Especially if the emergency services aren't coming out until 7 a.m. I have the Butch's Girlfriend Award for Weak Link of the Film tied to another award we don't have to give out, which I can't remember the name of, the. What was that? What was the dog in Once Upon a Time in America? <laughs> Did this movie need a dog? What was that dog's name? You mean Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? In Hollywood? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What was that dog's name? Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. That dog's name was uh, Cliff uh, Booth's dog. The Cliff Booth Award. Is this movie better if the main character had a pet? So the weakest link in this movie is that the idiot kid. Just which one? The, no, the idiot kid decides to just Brandy. unlock the alarm. Brandy's the Brandy's dog. The dog. Brandy Booth. Yeah. Because um, I think Zoe's pretty stupid too. Well, she's stupid too, but she, at least she doesn't just open the house up. And, yeah. But I think if they had had a dog and it was like, hey, where's Sparkles? I thought you had him. I thought he was in the house. <laughs> and then Sparkles is barking outside. Well, I think that the-, the Then now of, it's like, oh, you got to save the, the dog. The Roomba that's going around the house is basically like the stand-in for the dog. I'm saying it's better with the dog. Okay. It's it's like uh, if at the end of the movie Sparkles jumps out and attacks Grace or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's a golden retriever. Yeah, or maybe it's like a black lab or whatever. But it, it's I love those. Amityville Horror has that at the end where they finally get out of the house. There's fucking blood coming out of the walls, and then they're like, "Oh, what about Gus?" Like their dog and <laughs> Brolin's like, "Fuck, let's get out of here." They're like, "You got to get back and get Gus or whatever dogs they have." Uh, and Brolin has to go back in and get get the stupid dog who's in the basement. Yeah. Um, I just like the whole concept of dogs being involved in the purge. I think they blew it. The uh, what's age the worst? Lena Headey's wig in at least a couple scenes is really you feel the two point seven million. Yeah, how cheap it is. Like they didn't even have enough money for a hair extensions person. I don't think. I was trying to figure it out if this is around the shame, shame, shame time. 
but and like whether she had her hair, I that think it's a little later. It was a little that, later. Yeah. yeah. I think that's like 15, 16. Did she actually shave her head for that? Seemed like it. I also have her in what's age the worst. Like she's just bad in this movie. Not I don't a think good she's character. Given, uh, her character doesn't have anything to do. All she does is look just <sighs> like just right. having like a a stroke. There's nothing, nothing kind of elevating above whatever's going on about her. There was one minute, there's one beat in this where it's like she you can tell she's a little bit upset that she didn't get invited to the party. In the beginning when Grace is like, yeah, we're not doing a party this year. And then she's like, oh, it looks like they're having a party. It would have been great if she had like more social anxiety. I think it would have been cool. Well, because we know she's a good actress. Yeah. I just don't think she figured out the part or she mailed in the part or whatever. It's not a good performance. Mentioned the shock factor of Ethan Hawke being in this movie. Um, DeMonico for What's Age the Worst, he was talking about they only had 19 days. They had 2.7 million to work with. How much of a bummer it was for them that they couldn't even go around the neighborhood and just get outside the house yeah. for whatever. But in a weird way, that works with the movie because it makes it claustrophobic. Yeah. But that's also what led to Purge too, which was like, now all we right, can let's go spend some money. Angeles. Yeah, we're doing the whole city. Let's fucking go. What else do you have for what's age of worst? Anything? Well, I mean, <clears throat> I think we could talk about Zoe a little bit here. Cause she's really like she really like causes a lot of problems for this house. Yeah, they're better off purging her. <laughs> she saves a lot of time, we'll damage keep the money. Guy and get rid of her. <laughs> yeah, I also like hate when she's like she's an awful. So character. my boyfriend's come back on purge night and he snuck into the house and seems very insistent about talking to my father in a kind of hostile way. But what I'm going to do is put my uh, my iPod hair- headphones in and just like zone out and not think about this. It's like he's definitely come back to shoot your dad. He didn't get tonight of all nights to chat with him. Because you figure Scream has already come out. Then there's like a lot of Skeet Ulrich. This is one of the many movies right. this movie borrows from is the Skeet Ulrich right. Scream Hot character. Hot boyfriend who turns into a Yeah, he's killer. just got like that psycho look to him. Um, I did think how mad I would be at my daughter if like the guy she's dating snuck back in our house during the purge and tried to shoot me. Yeah. Which they, can't be ruled out either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would be very yeah. upset about this. <laughs> Why would won't you, you let my da- your daughter sleep over my house, Mr. Simmons? Would you feel like, like, would you rather have the purge with your family or the purge on your own? Like, would you rather be like a solo? Be in my album? house by myself? Yeah. Well, so that, that was one of my questions I had later. Is the purge all over the country or are there states you could go to? No, like, I don't think there's any country, safe zones. Our country can't agree on anything. We're all 50 states are like signing up for the purge. Well, let's do it. I mean, I think that, it doesn't seem like there's like, it seems like the new founding fathers aren't offering a lot of things up for like votes, you know? Could you go, could you fly to Germany during the purge? I or think it's, is it international? Australia? I can't remember. So just all the, we're, all the countries agree. The I'm sure, Here's where the I'm purge sure falls rich apart. guys fly to New Zealand to avoid the purge. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure it's like the way that like those guys now all have like. It's their, like, I figured out a way to get out of the purge. I'm going to Epstein Island. <laughs> My friend Jeffrey's going to have us. It'll be great. <laughs> no, that's why my name's in the book. It's just because we no, were going to get I think it out of here. The purge was happening. Uh, little PJ to Epstein Island. But would you rather go it alone, only be responsible for yourself, be able to kind of like do that? Or I would like you to rather- do everything with my family. So that's I'd rather nice. have my family yeah. there. So yeah. when Zoe gets you killed. <laughs> well, it's, it's the way it's the way God intended it. The yeah. new founding the fathers. The new founding fathers intended it. <laughs> um, Craig, what about you? Would you rather be solo or would you rather be responsible for Liz? 
<laughs> I'd rather be alone. I don't. Liz would not be would not do well in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Liz would be terrible during the purge. No, she's my, not a high conflict my, my person. My wife would be a purger straight up. <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe's like today's the day. All the guys would cut me off on sunset. Well, you know where, where my wife would stand. Oh, your wife would have. She probably uh, already has a mask. My wife is yeah. mad she wasn't born in 1883. <laughs> she was like, I would have run things back then. <laughs> Um, Get out of the way, Sam Elliott, you <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Shoot at a saloon. Uh, uh, the uh, w- the Ron Burgundy flew to work for best time for a pee break. It's probably in the first 10 no, minutes, it's not. right? It, there's actually like a 10 minute sequence of like, that's mostly the the sun driving the Roomba around oh, in the yeah, dark. Right. Yeah. And when you watch it, in, Parenthood. When, you, when you see it in the theaters, you're like, oh, this is really like terrifying and claustrophobic. When you're like sitting in your living room, you're like, what the fuck? How long yeah. is this guy doing this? It's, so definitely it's like the Rocky Four Robo. Go get a taco during that. Was there a better title for this movie? No way. Release the Beast? Oh, Release the Beast is pretty yeah. good. I, the Purge is that great. That might be more of a horse name. Best quote. We were going to play the rest of this night out in motherfucking peace. That's what I had. It's great. Yeah. Hottest take award. I don't really have a hottest take other than I just want proof that they didn't dip into felony land and my leap year ideas. <laughs> I thought it was 2012. It was one year before. Are you more mad <laughs> that you didn't get like intellectual credit for it or that you didn't get a profit participation? No, you just, just want. I just wanted an email from James. Yeah. Like, hey, man, heard the Felony Land pod. Yeah. Was, Inspired a six no. movie um, franchise. No, I don't have a hottest take because this whole movie well, is a hard. hottest take. Yeah. It's kind of hard. To, what are you supposed to say that like the purgers had a point or something? Like, yeah, no. we should do this. Yeah. Casting what ifs couldn't find any. The Ruffalo Hannah Rubinick Partridge overacting word. They knew and they let it happen. Don't you call me lady. I come in here. I give these things to you. Give me all you got. Listen. Give me all you got. I treated you like a son. You fucking stabbed me in the heart. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Definitely goes to Lena Hetty. Oh, I got it. Uh, I, I had it for the, the, the perjure, the interrupting perjure. He's like, bring out that pig! <laughs> like, <laughs> he gets shot in the head. Like, he, he's like, I don't even have my face on screen, but I'm gonna be memorable. Okay, I sell security <laughs> equipment. And I said, I would never deny yours or anybody else's right to purge. We're very. Just do us, the homeless pig, you fuck! Sorry about that. I don't condone that kind of behavior. And just keep in mind. Best that guy award. Chris Mulkey wins again. Halverson. Yeah. How many times has he won that? I, he wins every time. Wait, should we call this the Chris, the the Chris, Chris Mulkey, Mulkey award? that guy award? Yeah. What do you think, Craig? Who, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we He's should. that guy. The Chris Mulkey that guy award. He's that guy. He's in everything. Um, let's take a break, actually, and then we'll go through Chris Mulkey's IMDb. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Spring comes with a lot of chores because, you know, spring cleaning. One thing you can clean up right away, your phone bill. Just switch to Mint Mobile. They have unlimited talk, text, data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. $15 a month. That's like you can subscribe to two movie channels for that. I mean, what a great deal. Also, Super easy to switch plans. Everyone gets so intimidated by, oh my God, I don't know if I should switch my plan. It's not that hard. 
To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash rewatch. That's us. That's mintmobile.com slash rewatch. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month for a first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. Vital Farms keeping it bull free. We always wanted our kids as they were growing up to have stuff that came from the right places. Vital Farms is perfect for this. Here's how good Vital Farms is. You can go to vitalfarms.com slash farm and you can get a 360 degree peek at the actual farm where your eggs came from. Uh, it's a certified B corporation. They are devoted to improving the lives of people, animals, and the planet through food. Great taste. You can do fried, poached, scrambled. Vital Farms bet you can taste the difference. Food simply tastes better when you know where it came from. Shop the farm that's a certified B corporation and gives their hens the lifestyle they deserve. Vital Farms. Look for the black Vital Farms carton in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. All right, just quickly, Chris Mulkey's IMDb. In the 70s, a lot of TV stuff, Eight is Enough, Charlie's Angels, stuff like that. He played Ilya in The White Shadow mm-hmm. during the Russians episode. And he was the Russian who decided to try to, what's the thing they do when they don't, they want to defect? Defecting. It's called defecting, right? <laughs> so I think he was the one that wanted to defect. <laughs> but, what, what just happened there? But that, that was, Chris Monk was on my radar because that was my favorite show. Then he's in, uh, he's in First Blood. Uh-huh. The Stallone movie, he's one of the cops. He's in the five people that are chasing Stallone. He's in 48 Hours, my favorite movie of all time. Oh, yeah. Um, he's the second cop who breaks up the Jack Cates, Reggie Hammond fight. Yeah. Um, doesn't break up, shows up late, and Jack Cates like, why don't you I just uh, do, do a report? Just tell him what I, and they're like, why don't you do the report? <laughs> so then we go, now he's like one of those guys. He's in Dreamscape. He's in Runaway. He was in It's Gary Shandling Show. I'm still going. He's really hitting all the Bill Simmons quadrants. Oh, here. he really was. And then he kind of, kind of, kind of cools off. Big comeback in Twin Peaks. Then he's like, kind of bouncing around again. I think for he's a done while. pretty much every television show in the last eleven years. Well, then has this nice little run here of Broken Arrow and the Fan, and I think that's right around when he became a that guy. But we've mentioned him a bunch of times. He's in. All kinds of things, but never totally made it. But I'm sure he's like... So he's the guy in the purge. How much money do you think Chris Mulkey's made? Oh, I wouldn't... I mean... Like, the, how much do you make to be in, like, three scenes in a movie? But what if he has, like, three houses in Sherman Oaks? Oh, he's in Lost? Yeah, you could tell me he's made, like, a shitload of money. I'd believe it. Yeah. Because he's working all the time. You're working... If you have 10 gigs a year for 40 years... Right. He's got 258 acting credits. It's pretty good. Little place in Santa Barbara. Maybe a Maui spot. Chris Mokey owns Spotify. It's, it's <laughs> the Dion Waiters Award. This is easy. I mean, the crazy female it's neighbor. It's Arisha Barreca says Grace. Who, where else do we know her from? She's also a that woman. She's, she's yeah. had a ton of, ton of different Every credits. time I see her now, I, I'm like, oh, that lady from yeah. The Purge. It's awesome when, uh, when Lena slams her face into the table. Yeah. You know who didn't win this award was The Sun. Max Burkholder, no. who was also the kid from Parenthood, 
Um, always a weird energy with that kid. I never really bought him on on screen. Did did research him though. Went to Campbell Hall in L.A. Mm. and accepted into Harvard, class of twenty twenty one. So Congrats things turned out well yeah. for Max. All right, this is big. The recasting couch. This is so easy. Oh, who do you have? It's just Sydney Sweeney for Zoe. Oh, I. Well, do you want to do two thousand thirteen or twenty three? Oh, we could do whichever one you want. I had 20, this is for twenty three. Well, let's make the two thousand thirteen better. Okay. Got to get rid of Lena Headey. She's not good in this movie. How about Carrie Russell? Thought about her. Can I give you Chastain? You, sure. It's a right little, after. Um, what's Chastain doing with this? I mean, like, well, isn't this like right after Zero Dark Thirty? Right. Yeah. Like now, it's like Ethan Hawke and Jessica Chastain in The Purge. It would be kind of cool to see her running shit at the end, but they would need to give her character a little bit more to do in the beginning. Can I give you a little Laura Linney? As Grace or as Chastain? And Lena Headey's character. Yeah, you could. Sandra Bullock? I mean, again, are you giving any of these people stuff to do? But maybe they didn't give her stuff to do because they were like, oh, Lena's kind of mailing it in. She's got a black wig on. <laughs> got We got to cut her scenes. She, she looks like she's in a Halloween store. <laughs> <laughs> I like Chastain. I like the idea of Chastain in this movie. Okay. Oscar her Ethan Award, uh, Oscar nominees, Ethan yeah, Hawke and Jessica Chastain. High, man. Yeah, okay. And then if they made this movie now, Sydney Sweeney's in between the two parts, so we can't put her in. Okay. But so the mom's in like early 40s. So who's that? Amelia Clark. Let's go. Let's go. Let's Thrones go back again. to Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Good. I don't know the answer. Well, Rose one. Leslie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Half-assed internet research. The homicidal ladies in white dresses were based on the Charles Manson ladies. Demonico uh, was always obsessed with uh, Manson. So you mentioned the Hawk thing. He only took three thousand dollars up front and then made a bunch of back end. This movie which you would know if you lived in LA, was turned into a scare zone at Halloween Horror Nights. Yes. Yeah. Did you go Universal to Stud Of course. Universal yeah. Studios Hollywood. And then they blew it out and they made it, uh, they did Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando. They did a full-scale maze for 25th Halloween Horror Nights in 2015 and keeps going. Is The Perch too real for you to enjoy as like a, a Halloween experience? Did you enjoy it when you went? I like all that stuff. I'm yeah. a bad person. Have ask. you ever done the Haunted Hayride in Griffith Park? Yes. Yeah. I like everything. If it's stuff where it's like a big thing where people spent money to scare large groups of people, yeah. I'm, I'm in. So I found this in the research. In the climactic scene when the neighbors begin to purge, Grace never blinks, which is like a sign really? of psychological detachment. Yeah. That's great. The house is located in Chatsworth, California. Is that like Simi Valley? Where is that? Craig's our California expert. Yeah, it's like a little bit south of Simi Valley. Oh, it's what I yeah. thought. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that LA riots were in the beginning, uh, the beginning montage. That's all there I was got. one bit of half-assed internet research that I really liked, which was DeMonico in an interview talking about how a lot of his favorite movies are like 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. And that there is something about movies that are just like either love them or you hate them or they're kind of provocative or they're yeah. going for something that wind up getting put in that 50% zone. And I think some people might be like sometimes when we pick movies for rewatchables, it's like, oh, you know, it's like, but you haven't done this masterpiece yet. But like, there's a lot of room out there for a 50% Rotten Tomato movie. And in fact, I would say anything above like 45 to 50, if it's a horror movie, I'll check it out. Can I say something to those people? Sure. Can I take a quick digression? Yeah. 
Le- thank you for listening. Is that what you're going to say? Thank you for listening <laughs> to our free podcast. One of 4 million podcasts that are out there in the world, including one of like a million movie podcasts. I'm sorry all of our selections didn't match up to, to your hopes and dreams. Um, I just want to remind people, we, this is the 277th movie we've yeah. done. Yeah. So anybody... I'm not... I, I, as you know, I try not to read the Twitter replies. And I'm I not, read one, yeah. Catch Me With You Can. I was just like, I would be, I'm interested. So I actually read some of the Twitter replies and there was a couple like, finally you picked a good movie. And I'm like, we've done like every good movie. <laughs> Go in our fucking archives. What movie haven't we done except for like four? Yeah. Like we, we've intentionally kept like Pulp Fiction and that, you know, there's a couple bangers left, but we can't do that. Because then that'll the be entire, it. entire, all of Sicario and Wayne Jenkins voice. Yeah. We haven't done Sicario. <laughs> we, I mean, we still want to keep some bells and whistles, but for the most part, 277 movies we've done. That's like over 600 hours of movies that, to watch. I think people like the pod. I was just saying. I, I'm, I was, no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm always amazed when people are like, oh man, guys never do good movies. It's like, we've done an incredible amount of good movies. Go into the archives. <laughs> and then we've also done The Vanishing. <laughs> well, you got to mix it up. <laughs> Country Strong was probably the least defensible. That pick. was years ago, though. Now people have gotten that, that. Was you know Liz, who was rising up the ranks of the ringer. <laughs> Liz, who Craig abandoned on Purge Night. <laughs> <laughs> abandoned on Purge Night. But no, that was her favorite movie. Yeah. And I, I'm glad we did Country Strong. We we really want to do. Sometimes we pick the movies just for the conversation in the first half hour. Yeah. And Country Strong was like a Gwyneth Paltrow conversation. But, um, but yeah, we we put. It's not like we're sitting around like. CRs in the office at 12.58 and we're like, what movie should we do? We got a tape in two minutes. No. And we're like, oh, uh, let's do The Vanishing. Like, we <laughs> try to put thought into this. Anyway, the naysayers could fuck off. Apex Mountain. You're purging our listeners. Purging. <laughs> You're going to listen to the new founding fathers. Yeah. <laughs> Apex Mountain. I think you could make a case yes for Hawk. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I th- I actually thought about this. And so Sinisters, I, I thought we kind of maybe decided it was training day on training day, but let's keep going. So I think that was a mistake because I was thinking about it. Sinister 2012, and then these three major movies in 2013, and he's kind of one of the biggest movie stars yeah. by the end of this year. Yeah. And he single-handedly drives the purge. Boyhood's coming, and it feels like he's got the world's his fucking oyster. He also, the degree of difficulty to what he does is much greater than the people who are like in Marvel movies. Because he's making movies that are usually pretty original and with new directors. It's not like, oh, I'm, make, I'm making uh, Iron Man 3 or something like that. Yeah. And I'm the bad guy in it or something. He's always doing like... Hey. And we should say, we're Ethan Hawke stands. Yes, we are. He came on my podcast, I can't remember, like 2017, 18 range, and was unbelievable. Did like, the watch, it was like... And he did the watch, like, yeah. it was unbelievable. Yeah. Like he is a top like five or six podcast guest. Yeah. And really self-aware. Like he would love us talking about his movies. Like some people, they make the movies, they never think about them yeah. again. And think it's weird that people are like, oh yeah, well, I made that movie, spent three months and wherever and made the movie and right. I just moved on to the next thing. But Hawk like gets it. I'm which surprised is cool. to hear Michelle Williams never watches her own stuff. Is that true? Yeah. I feel like I would watch my own movies. But you don't like reading the comments about your podcast. Do you listen to your own podcast? No, I'm saying if you spent all that time making a movie, it would be like watching a home movie, right? right. You'd be watching and you'd be going, 
Oh, yeah. I remember that scene. That's when Bob threw up in the trailer. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Bob. Bob. Bob De Niro. <laughs> Bobby D. Apex Mountain. Home Invasion movies. I have this on here. I think it's Strangers. Yeah, I think Or Funny right. Games, yeah. I think it's Strangers, too. Lena Headey. You could argue yes, because this is the only time she led a successful movie, and she's on Thrones, which is becoming a phenomenon around 2013. So I would say yes. Definitely for her. Blumhouse is interesting. I don't know what the Apex Mountain is for them, but I, I think getting associated, I think it's it's work on I think Jordan Peele stuff and like the the Blumhouse being part of Get Out is probably Apex Mountain. So I was gonna say rejuvenated the Halloween franchise in 18 on top of already having Get Out. Where that, it was like, Yeah, all right, this now feels like a studio that's cracked the code. Right. These guys are super smart and they're gonna make a lot of money. And after Get out Halloween. It just felt like they could do anything. and Yeah, I guess... And it would the, succeed. The, the, the era when Purge came out with Insidious and Sinister and Paranormal is like the Ascendance, right? Yeah. Apex Mountain for pre-Trump 2010's political commentary <laughs> movies? <laughs> How about Evil Boyfriends Gone Bad? In really bizarre ways. I wish we had more, more of Henry. I wish we knew a little bit more yeah, about could him. Yeah, couldn't he like live for another half hour? Yeah. And then like... Because it would have been kind of like, cool if he gets shot in the arm or if Ethan Hawke misses. They tie him up. And then Henry's back in Zoe's room and he's like, D it's the purge night. I can kill your dad. Yeah. Is this Apex Mountain for me getting mad at the listeners? For our movie <laughs> picks? <laughs> 277 <laughs> movies! <laughs> What do you want from us? Those all, all those accounts are me. They're my bots. Somebody in the Twitter, this is why I don't read Twitter replies. Somebody was complaining that we did three Hanks movies this year. I'm like, oh, sorry. The, the greatest actor of the last 35 years. Sorry. Sorry, we dipped in don't this collection. Don't this argument when Sean's not here. <laughs> well, Sean lost. I, you know, whatever. It's in his baseball reference. Oh, he lost. You were like, I've been I had gotten multiple on my people own reach pot. out to me. Multiple Lots of people guys reach coming out. up to you on the street. Tears no, in multiple their eyes. people reached out like fucking fantasy was on one. Who's multiple people? Give me one. Lasker. Okay. He was like, hey, Sean's crazy. Hanks is the goat. Okay. Craig thought Sean was crazy. They just talked about it on Big Picture with Wesley. They just came out Did a they? days ago. Yeah. Sean brought it up again. Sean going Tom Cruise back. could never have played Josh Baskin in Big. That's an absurd. <laughs> Sean was oh, he could have. No way. Uh, any other Apex Mountain? No. Best race house, racehorse name? I think Release the Beast. Let's bring it here. Release the Beast or just Purge. Here comes Purge. Here comes the Purge. The Purge. Yeah, the yeah. Purge is even better. Um, Picking Nits. I got one that just jump us, jump us off. Okay. So... When this when when she's making dinner in the beginning of this movie, this is kind of maybe an indicative of of the lack of budget. When you, if you look in the fridge when she opens the fridge up, it's just ketchup. There's like five bottles of ketchup and like six mustards. You think that's intentional? I don't think it's like she loves making. They ran out of money to even grocery shop for it's the just movie. Like, let's just get a bunch of condiments. <laughs> Nobody will notice, but I know. Go to Costco. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Wouldn't Ethan have way more money if he was engineering that many alarm systems? I think for he's just a sales thing? guy. I think Still he's getting commissions. I and I think that they built an extension on their Simi Valley home, and they think that they live in a good neighborhood where that kind of shit won't happen. I have a, another picking it about the extension. Okay. If we know one out of every three hundred sixty-five days, crime is legal and anything can happen, 
I'm not building an extension. I'm building like what a, a Jamie Lee Curtis had in yeah, the, the Halloween remake in 2018. Yeah. I want an under I want a cellar that you just I'm go down. I'm doing what the guys in Last of Us did and get the the flamethrowers outside of my house. Yeah. Just be like, "Yeah, you, you guys come come try it." The the uh Demonico, the picking nits, you mentioned the boyfriend. Even he admits the character didn't really work. And that initially it was supposed to be the daughter trying to kill the dad. Right. Over the boyfriend. That would be awesome. The studio refused to allow it. The boyfriend was a rewrite. That's an incredible idea. The da- daughter being daughter- like, you're fucking holding me down, dad. Yeah. With a, with a gun. And it's personal, so she could have gotten away with it. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. That's a great idea. That's a much better movie if they do that. No more picking nets. Right? Oh, no, I got some. Oh, what do you got? They're sitting there at dinner. And like he's like, oh, man, look what time it is. Wait, I better start the security protocol. It's like, on Purge Night, I would never lose w- track of what time it was. <laughs> I, would, I would be singularly like focused game. of like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sitting, I'm not sitting, hold on, wait a second. Does the NBA happen on Purge Night? <laughs> <laughs> it's and like a night off, like, do, like March Madness. No, they should do, it would be like Rocket Spurs, only one team leaves. <laughs> And we're going to purge one of the taking teams from the NBA. It's Rocket Spurs. There's no ball. Yeah. (laughs) Sengun has a flamethrower. I think that's a Category 5 weapon. He's not allowed to do that. Jay the Green is dead. Yeah. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like I would just never be like, oh, geez, it's almost six. I was just lost in this great meal. That's true. I I would I'm the same way. I'd be incredibly focused on the time. It probably would have set some Apple phone alarms. Yeah. Leading toward it. Yeah. And then the last thing was just what you just mentioned, which is just like what was what did Henry think Zoe's reaction was gonna be? He's like, I killed your dad. So we're yeah. we're good now, right? We can just keep dating. That was mine too. <laughs> what what was his plan immediately after killing Ethan Hawk? Then what? <laughs> I am now the dad. <laughs> <laughs> Well, don't you have to take out mom too at that point? Yeah. I mean, I was kind of like, are you going to slaughter her whole family and just be like, now we can be together? Yeah. Like he clearly <laughs> hates Ethan Hawke more than he loves Zoe. Yes. Yeah. yeah that- and also there's like that weird edge to it where it's like, he's older than her. He's like, yeah, but you're so mature. It's like, why is this guy such a piece of shit? <laughs> it's a really weird choice. Sequel, prequel, prestige TV, all black cast. Guess or what? Untouchable. The and they've franchise done all has them. done all of it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's the first one. Yeah. It almost like we might need to rename this the purge category. The full purge. The full purge. Sequel, prequel, prestige TV, all black cast, or untouchable. Five for five. Unbelievable. Yeah. We've never had that before. We've had these categories since last summer. If you if, first time we've ever hit all five. But we I, I think we what we missed is how does this sequel, prequel, all black cast, prestige TV, or how does this affect the NBA? <laughs> or, or how does this lead to Sengun killing Jalen Green and, and it would be in a game with no too, ball? Can you imagine Adam Silver's press conference about Purge Night? He's like, "Well, we got a lot of digital impressions. We're really we're loving the, yeah, Silver the like, social engagement with Purge Listen, Night. we have to be. You know, we, we're there for the players. Yeah. We, if the players want this, then we have to figure out how to do Purge Night. Then we'd have the first takes the next day. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard missed Purge Night again. Three straight Purge Nights. In the 80s? <laughs> the 80s, Bird of Magic never All we had the was baseball night. bats on Purge Night in the 80s. 
Did we complain? No. <laughs> Flying coach. These guys are making 50 million a year and they don't want to purge. <laughs> and then JJ would be like, I don't understand why we can't. <laughs> JJ. <laughs> I don't understand the concept of purging. That's what I don't understand. Is this movie better with Wayne Jenkins? <laughs> <laughs> Jenkins, Danny Trejo, Catherine Hatt, Steve Buscemi, Sam Jackson, JT I worked really Walsh, hard on Phil this because there's so few characters. But I just think it would be great if Wayne Jenkins just happened to be over for dinner that night. <laughs> and it was like, God damn, Mary! I didn't know I was eating with a super chef when you Gail Simmons over there? You're telling me there are no carbs in this? Hey, by the way, Purge night's night. You're going to jail a long fucking time. Or you're not going to jail a long fucking time because it's purge night. Uh, great stuff. I was thinking that it would be funny if if uh, if Wayne was in the, in the last scene with, the, with Grace. God damn, Grace! I realized you're a sociopath. Um, oh my god just want to ask her who gets it probably Ethan Hawke just by default yeah unless you want to give Grace best supporting actress <laughs> <laughs> alright I have a lot of uh, unanswerable questions oh yeah I have a lot of them um, so I mean the biggest one for me every time I watch this what crimes aren't allowed during the purge um like is everything allowed or did think, they decide I think the idea is that people are exercising all of the violent stuff that have like that they're thinking of doing and all the like they're what I don't understand is like there seems to be some pur- people who purge and they're like I'm gonna take this night out on the like the most disadvantaged people in society right yeah but then there's Grace who's like I'm gonna fucking settle some scores tonight right how do you then go the next day and this gets into Z1 Neo yeah but like what happens when Grace and Mary are just at Gelson's the next day Grace has a fucking nose bandage on. That's one thing that happens. And she's not blinking. Yeah, and she's not blinking with the Rip Hamilton mask. Um, I mean, this is this is this is grisly. But like, is sexual assaults out? Like, the, all the sex stuff must be out, right? It's just like killing is. Well, the crime. I mean, my my probably answer question was why was why were so many of the people in that guy's little group so horny? Because it was the violence made them yeah. got their testosterone going. Right? But the women were, were horny too. No, but that's what I mean. They yeah. got, got all the hormones yeah. going. It was just the excitement of the night. Yeah. Purge night. It's like purge night slash uh, guess what it ice storm Guess party. what doesn't make me horny? <laughs> purge. <laughs> Blood and death. Uh, I mentioned this earlier, but what was the hospital situation the next morning? Like we just I know. Just, I think it's carnage. Absolute carnage. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the Slate think pieces five days later about the hospital? Slate exists in the new founding fathers. <laughs> sure. They've canceled Slate. Uh, but yeah, the think pieces about the hospitals. Yeah. Uh, like the long New York Times feature about Dr. Whoever dreading his fifth year with the purge. Yeah. You don't understand how many bodies were brought in. And how long would it take to bring all the bodies if they're all happening at the same time? I, I think it's more of a morgue situation. I think that the idea is that yeah. on purge night, like, you, you finish the job. I wanted to know what kind of Yelps do, uh, Mr. Sandin's security company got <laughs> because it just seems Mixed. like... He's just like, yeah, these things can't actually hold up against any sustained. <laughs> Did the purge work? Because they said crime went down. Crime was at 1%. 
So were they saying this was a successful strategy to keep crime down? I mean, I, 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 I'm going to say that means it was successful. If we would take crime one person. Yeah. But the, the flip of that is that like you could get purged. Right. You know? So you're basically, it's like if Damien- Like some guy could just be like, tonight, because Bill's never done Alien on the rewatchables, I'm just going to kill Bill. We're going to do Alien at some point. <laughs> I also, I think it was unemployment was at 1%, not crime. Yeah, crime's low. Why is unemployment. unemployment low? I don't get that. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's got like- Does it create jobs? Every, it's also many people work. Everybody has to work at the morgue. <laughs> yeah. It's all the body cleanup. All the blood cleanup? Body cleanup places. I didn't get that. So maybe the stats are like, like if Damian Lillard scored 330 points tonight in a game mm -hmm. and then averaged 20 points a game for the other 60 games. You think it's like, it goes really high. His average is high because he had the, like it's like point differential yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Did people get rich off the purge who invested in glass companies and door companies? Oh, that's a great idea. So like, like during the pandemic, there was that like two month window when, Pretty smart, but also kind of crazy people looked at it and were like, oh, this is going to, yeah, I'm, I'm going to spend this. a lot of money. I'm, I'm shorting short cruise this. lines. Yeah, I'm going to spend money on this. Yeah. I would invest in high pressure hoses. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the new founding fathers clear the purge. Yeah. It's done. It's where it's now in effect, March 21st. So I'm immediately buying door and glass. I'm just going in. Yeah. Because you figure like how many, there's going to be so much broken glass. Yeah, you would get you you would I mean Simply Safe is 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 printing money right now. Simply Safe. Yeah. Let's take a break. <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> did we vote on the purge or did the founding fathers shoehorn so, right. it in? So is this a democratically Was it like thing? oh my god, I can't so believe we lost in the vote. Future purge movies, they talk about how the purge first happens on Staten Island as like a pilot program. Oh. So they kind of roll Little it escape out from slowly. New York yeah. They roll it out slowly. Did everyone get the rest of the week off to dispose of the bodies or do you and have to go, fix do you have their to houses? go back to work? Yeah, the it's next like day. work nine o'clock. Yeah. Wow, Bob, you look a little worse for it. Well, we did have the purge. Oh, my whole neighborhood is dead. And is it kind of like a what happens in Vegas thing? I think it is. Or are you the next day you're like, hey man, you really kind of like released the beast last night didn't you you want to talk about it or like you were like oh i released or the like beast. does does like group chat the next day say like oh my god i can't believe jalen green killed Sengun. <laughs> <laughs> what does this mean for the rockets going forward can Raphael stone <laughs> you're supposed to kill players of the other team <laughs> yeah um well, that's another thing. Were there fantasy leagues for the purge? I had that one written down you, too. You, you know that there's betting for the purge. There's betting, right? Yeah. But then is it, so you go to work, like Craig goes into work and he sees Bobby Wagner. He's like, how many last night? And Bobby's like, I only got eight. And Craig's like, I got 12. You'll be 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> what happens to like bosses? Because I imagine a lot of bosses are going to get murdered, yeah. right? I think it's a, it's a we're, we're in a world where people are like rejecting promotions. Right. They're just so, like, no, I'm okay. I don't need a bigger, I don't need a bigger management tree. Yeah. Cause the Matt, you go to work the next day and like 10% of the companies in America, their bosses were just murdered. Yeah. How's that work? That's my next purge question. I mean, if you killed Sean, think of all you, you move up, mm -hmm. you get the big picture. Mm -hmm. You don't have to argue with them anymore on the rewatchables. Like, would you target somebody who's kind of in your way? I think it's cute that you're like, I wouldn't target you. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're like, would you target one of your best friends? <laughs> or was he? <laughs> it's a lesson of the purge. Who is your friend? But first, yeah, I wonder first like day rewatchables alien second. <laughs> <But, laughs> But they do the, uh, if they did the Purge TV series again, that's a way more fun way to do it, I think, where people are looking at it strategically to advance their professional or to settle professional oh, you know scores. That, and like bosses are so nice the week before the Purge. It's yeah. Like, hey, man, you want to go? Why don't you just CR. cut out early today? Got you a coffee. <laughs> uh, best double feature choice. Why come over? Mary's making gluten free <laughs> dinner. <laughs> Grace is coming by wearing a fucking dominatrix outfit. Zoe's got this new boyfriend, but uh, <laughs> you had any more answers? No, that's it. I think I got all of them. Okay, uh, best double feature choice: The Purge Two, Anarchy. This is a great combo. Yeah, because bang it out in three hours. City, yeah, and you get Grillo. Is that movie good. Yeah, yeah. Purge Two is good. Purge Two is fun. It's probably it's top Saracen three. and Grillo. Is and that the like... best Grillo movie? I think it's my favorite Grillo movie. He's got, there's, I mean. I liked him a lot in Kingdom, that MMA show. Yeah, I like Kingdom too. Uh, Cop Shop, no. I think Purge Anagrade might be it. Yeah, I think it is. Um, And that was when I got to know him a little bit because my son became friends with his son. Mm -hmm. And it was like, hey, and my wife's like, his dad's an actor, Frank. I'm like, Frank? (laughs) What's his last name? And then never thinking it was Frank Grillo. Yeah. So why would he have a son at my kids' Was he basically, is he like his own persona? He's just, he's just like the really happy, good guy. That's nice. So, hey, what, he's like, you know, a little Italian. Um, just like you. Yeah. Just a little Italian. Just, yeah. He's a full-fledged Italian. Um, but yeah, it's just funny to see him because you see him in these movies and he's just like in a zombie apocalypse or yeah. in the purge. Or, uh, the Indian Red Zawane Award for what happened the next day. We talked about this, but. Probably just clean up for the next couple of days there. Yeah, but like if you have a failed purge of somebody and then the next day you're like taking your kids to soccer, isn't it? Isn't it kind of tense? I'd be like, I'll fucking see you next purge. <laughs> <laughs> 363 days away, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what piece of memorabilia would you want from this movie? Probably the nine ball that he hits the guy with. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I was thinking the leader's mask, silent, oh, that's scary good. guy. Yeah, but where would you wear that, good. really? You wouldn't. You <laughs> would just, my son would be impressed. Coach Finstock Award, best life lesson. Don't let anyone in your house during the purge. That's the one thing I learned. I would, what I would do is, if I was like the Sandins, I would create like a basically unpenetrable bunker in the basement. And then I would turn yeah. off the cameras and tur- and like just be like, we're taking an ambient at 10 p.m. and we're going to bed. Yeah. You know, like and it's like doing a cross-country flight. Yeah. It's like wake me up when when it's 7 a.m. What do you you want to be aware of everything? I'm not going to bed. Craig's Craig's <laughs> Craig's settling some scores. Yeah. <laughs> uh who won the movie? I have Blumhouse. Yeah, that's a good one. I was gonna yeah. say Hawk, but you have I mean, because Hawk got paid and did did a good job in this, but Blumhouse really starts Hawk's a good fire. answer too. But yeah, I feel like this this really gets the Blumhouse thing going. All right, Craig, what'd you think? You you Craig had never heard of this movie. Well, I had heard of it. Well, like from a you didn't think it was gonna be a rewatchable. No, I didn't. Um you guys missed I think a portion of the sports conversation. They would definitely make purge sports. There would be every year. There'd be like oh, it would be like Running Man for sure. It'd be like like they bring back gladiators. I yeah. think there'd be like a Roman Coliseum, and there'd be like the two guys gearing up. But all the year problem for the with death it is match. that you couldn't have any live sports 
in person because people would be killing each other in this cr- crowd too. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, just stream it in a, in a Coliseum. Some alone. guy just makes a run at Steve Ballmer. <laughs> this is what the G League should do. <laughs> this is how you get it going. This is the this is the secret sauce for the XFL. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, I I I like this movie more than I thought I would. To be honest, this is not my genre, but I love that it was eighty five minutes. I didn't know it was contained in the house. Like this is essentially just fucked up Home Alone. Yes, this yeah. movie. Yeah, this could like you could just say this was Kevin McAllister older. That's Ethan well, it's Hawk. it's also like it's it's really cool when horror movie franchises get to do this where they do the first one's fast and cheap and out of control. They usually have to make it in some sort of contained area. And then the next one is like, ooh, we're really exploring here, you know? What would you, you guys didn't say, what would you do? Maybe you don't want to answer. It's essentially the trolley problem is this movie, right? Like, what would you do with the homeless guy? That this is why I'm going to take an ambient and go in the basement. But if he's in your house? Oh, I mean. You letting him out? I would try not to be like a, a f- full of shit security salesman and like have like a security <laughs> system that worked and just be like, yeah, man. Like, yeah, but once he's in the house and he might, you don't know if he's going to kill you. You don't know anything about the person. Like you have to go into protector family mode sure. at that point. Yeah. But <laughs> you heard it here first. They're kicking him out. <laughs> Craig's taking him down. I'm taking, I'm, 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 I'm letting him hang. I think Craig's I'm taking like, a little watch, walk around hey, the man, neighborhood. You watch with the rockets? <laughs> <laughs> Rackets first. Two more guys yeah. just died. I don't know why they didn't just leave. Pops last game. <laughs> Literally. Why did they just leave out the back door? Just run away. I think because there was a lot of purgers. There was a lot, they were pretty surrounded. And then I think the thing that you find when you get into the future purge movies is that like it's just bad to be out in the streets. So yeah. there's not, not a lot of safety. That's zones. what Escape from New York was like. Yeah. I'm yeah. booking a 12-hour flight to Sweden and I'm just checking S- out. Solo? Yeah. What if the pilot kills you? That's See, a, this is the problem. The that's pur- a good unanswerable. The purge on a plane. What if you Ooh. booked? Because the purge was only. That's good. The purge is only twelve, 12 hours. So you fly to Australia. You mm-hmm. fly to Australia. You're in the plane the whole time, and the airline but could like, be like, "No purging is allowed." But maybe on, it's once on, you leave American airspace, you yeah. can't kill. But when you're above America, oh, it's like an Argo where yeah. they immediately start drinking when they get out of Iranian <laughs> yeah. airspace. Yeah, there's something there with purge, air purge. So that would be like a good sequel. Where the purge, it's not allowed in the airplane, but somebody didn't get the memo. It's like Air Force One or something. Yeah. 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 That'd be good. Definitely Southwest Airlines. <laughs> it would be the, has to Spirit. be Southwest. <laughs> Spirit Airlines. Uh, all right. That's it for the purge. I don't know what's coming next week. We'll have to look through the catalog. We've done 277 <laughs> movies. Maybe tweet, we'll do another Tom Hanks movie. Tweet at, the Bill, greatest. tweet at Bill what movie you want next. Yeah, we'll do Man Called Auto next. Yeah, tweet at me. I'm not going to look at Man it. Called. Is Man Called Auto? Is that rewatchable yet? <laughs> Can we do that? Uh, for Chris Ryan and Craig Horbeck, thanks for producing Craig. I'm Bill. I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>